tonight. Is Aaron Ramsey the greatest striker of all time? Just how big are Genduzzi's balls and Granite Jacker? Is he shit? Is he a cunt? Or is he both? All this will be revealed and more on this, the very first Ask Brothers Rancast. Welcome to cool. absolutely nobody, because there is nobody listening to us at this point except for us. So, Toby. And we are nobodies. We are nobodies. Uh, I am Max. Say hello, Toby. And I am Toby. Hello. Fantastic. And we will be bringing you a, a, a series, I guess, of, uh, of Arsenal-based commentary from a fan's perspective. So, Toby, a new Emre era has dawned. We've had our first look at the club, our first look at Arsenal, and much yep. like every other time, we have tasted bitter defeat. How do you feel, mate? Oh, look, at least it's different. You know, we, um, we wanted change. We got it. We've, we've gone at least five years past that necessary change. Um, it's exciting because it's new and it's, you know, it's what we wanted. It's what we called for. Um, and we've got to get behind it. We've got to back it. We've got to give it some, some time. So it wasn't ideal. Um, but I, I think I think without getting too negative, there was enough. Enough. Wasn't it ideal? Wasn't it exactly what anyone in their right mind expected to happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, any logical, right-minded, logical thinking person. Yeah. I mean, but as fans, that's not what we are. You know, we we're, we're hoping for a a five-nil demolition of of Pep City. So. It depends how logical you want to go. Based on the tweets and the general feedback, that was what every Arsenal fan was expecting because there has been some absolute shit online from absolute fucking idiots. So I was, I was, uh, not that I was surprised, you know, because we've been around this Arsenal environment for for a long time now. Like you said at the top of the show, you know, it's probably six years overdone to to make this change. Probably a different conversation altogether about whether or not the club was ever in a position to change before then or whatever. But uh, you really do get the feeling that this could all go to shit very fast if Arsenal are bottom of the table in September, which is a very real possibility with our fiction list. And I just wonder how fiction that, list. that fan base... Fiction list. Fiction. Yep. It's, um, a, it's a lot like a fixture list, <laughs> uh, but it's made... But it's made up. Yeah. Or is fiction truth? Fic- fiction well is definitely school. made up. You, t- you well, tit. Yes. <laughs> Starting the pot off on a on a good foot, Toby. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I genuinely worry for what that Arsenal fan base, that section of the Arsenal fan base that has just become so used to ranting. I just wonder how long until it's going to be Emery out blood in it. I really fucking hope not, but we we are in a a bit of a scary transitional time because this this could be what it is. You know, we we're dictated by a single owner now. Um, we're at the mercy. He doesn't have any accountability anymore to um, like a stakeholders trust or board or or anything like that. So in a way, it'll be what it'll be. And and as we know, the premiership. The, the table as it stands, maybe outside of 
Spurs, which is a dirty word. Um, literally dirty, dirty fuckers. Literally, what one one to six is a is a direct correlation of their um, financial outgoings, and I think in particular their their wage expenditure. I think that was true last year when you looked at the table. I think there was only Burnley who stood out as a point of difference in the table. Essentially, I think it was for about the top 10. Yeah. It was only Burnley yeah. that broke the mould. Everyone and else maybe, was strictly based spuds. on what they had spent over the last three maybe years. Maybe Spuds. Spuds had still spent money. I know. I, I, I think I spuds, know, had, spuds had still spent money. I think they spent more money than but us. But our, uh, our wage bill was higher. Yeah, yeah. Dirty, dirty fucking Spuds. Mm. Okay, mate, so first game of the season. Mm. Um, 2-0 loss to Manchester City. <laughs> well, better better teams than us will have a worse result, so let's not cry into it. No, yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm not going to get sort of really stuck into the team. Like I said, I was, I was quite disappointed by the, the social media backlash, by the fucking downright stupidity of some Arsenal fans out there. And do you know what? On this show, I don't really care. I'm, I'm going to call you out for being an idiot, if you're being an idiot, and I welcome you to do the same to me once someone actually ends up listening to us. But I really did think that sort of people walking out of the stadium and getting stuck in saying that this wasn't working or they expected this or they expected are you, are that. Are you referring I mean, to I, Arsenal fan TV? Do you know what? Arsenal fan TV wasn't actually that bad. It wasn't as bad as what I'd expected. Some of the shit I read on Twitter was just fucking woeful. And, you know, it was, I'll, I'll hit on some of those points when we get into a bit more of a ranting sector yeah. later on. Yeah. Um, but, but generally, uh, I mean, I thought that we got what we deserved. Mm. I thought that we looked a team that were part Arsene Wenger and a very small part Unai Emery. Yeah, I, I, I would um, say more part. I, I say we were still playing Wenger ball, and it was very return to kind. I, I you know, I, I think we'll have to go into this later in greater discussion. But the I didn't see a great deal of difference. Did you? No. I mean, not a great deal. I, I wasn't. I, it wasn't like watching a new team go out, and I said, like, wow, look, you know, if, look at that press. Yes. Look at the way we get forward. If we, if if we go on to that, on to that point, and then come back to the team selection. I, I definitely felt that we had a bit of a plan in the first few minutes and, and I really enjoyed seeing that because it was very, you know, and I, I don't mean to always compare, but we're going to. It's going to be a natural thing. Um, we seem to have a press, move the ball quickly and counter quickly. That that seemed to be the game plan. And, and I thought in particular... So what did you make of the formation? I mean, from the offset, what did you make of the formation? What was your first point that you looked at and you said, well, I, I've got an idea what the shape is. I've got an idea of how I we I think naively, I really liked it. I, I actually think it was a bit of a Leicester from their championship season. I, I think it was some type of faux four-four-two with Rambo the highest in a press. Um, Obama Yang sort of on the right somewhere in a right central channel um, and we were just trying to win the ball back really focus on quick one touch passing and triangles and fucking hit the ball behind the lines of City so at the start I you know I had a bit of a semi because it was it was a you know it was a combination of a throwback to our old play 
um, and at the same time, it was something really new and and really different from our sterile domination, slow one. And then Manchester City pulled out their collective cocks and slapped us and just fucking donkey. Is it a turkey slap or a donkey it slap? Could, oh, it's a turkey. turkey slap. It's a turkey shoot and a donkey slap. Now, I, what's a turkey shoot? I, I think it's a, I think a turkey shoot because turkeys are a bit dumb and slow, means that they. Oh, I thought it was a sexual. I thought it was a sexual thing, like a turkey I, shoot. I could be like wrong, but it's it's kind of like jacking off and screaming gobble gobble yeah, gobble. Well, <laughs> I like the gobble part, um, but I think it's like. A liking to like shooting fish in the barrel, it's or shooting. I see. It's easy. I see. Um, my mind, my mind went to dangerous places just yeah. for a change. Look, mate. As far as formation, um, you know, from the start, the the first thing that was really noticeable was how high Ramsey was playing. Mm. He was our highest. If you look at the heat map at halftime on Sky Sports, mm. he was playing in front of Obama Yang in a two. Urzel was defending was covering Bellerin right in a three yep. on the right wing, which just seemed insane. And Aubameyang just seemed starved of any any space. And, he has, at and all he's, he's not a hold-up player. He doesn't have the physique. No, and we're really going to see um, the, you know, especially as we get further into the season. I, I think we're really going to see. I, I've forgotten who was writing about it. might have been he's one of the guys at Arsenal Vision was talking about it. No, he was talking about the way that the Premier League is set up now. The space is not through the middle. The space is out wide. And that's why players like Mo Salah and Eden Hazard, Mane. you know, Mane have found so much success scoring 20 goals plus Mane's. a year yep. from a wide area yep. while a centre forward does the lug work, does the shit work, comes back and links it. And that's so, where early so on are you starting saying, to see this inverted. Max, bring back Shiroo. Bring him back, mate. You know I the love him. French he never banned bastard. me from his Twitter account. <laughs> um, but what what I was hoping to to sort of what I was hoping to see was that inverted triangle that so many people were talking about that those two wide players were actually going to go further forward, and that that central striker so like was actually going to come deeper. Yeah, I, I mean that's the way it seems. It's it's no surprise that most of the teams in the Premiership that are having success are essentially playing a high press getting their wingers forward, playing through the With channels. Speed and I mean, look, on power. this pod, on this pod, we don't claim to be coaches. Neither of us have ever played football at a high level. You know, we're fans. We watch the game. We read a lot, you know, and I like to think that we're pretty intuitive in our comments. Um, so my, my first reaction to it from my very amateur standpoint was just what the fuck was the tactic with Aaron Ramsey playing that far forward? Because he did... Fuck all. If you look at the stats last year, when he played over 50 minutes in any game, his average amount of passes was 26. Yep. He completed 11 passes in the time he was on the pitch. Completely and that was ineffective. Only 55 and the minutes. only time, over 55 minutes, and the only time he had any effect was when he came deep and he had that lovely touch and drive, I think, which resulted in a chance or, or fizzled out, and he was right on it. Mm. So. I mean, look, you know, as the time goes on and, and we actually do get some people listening to us, they'll sort of realise that you and I, we don't always see eye to eye on a lot, but one thing you and I both agreed on over the last couple of years is we're not big Aaron Ramsey fans. No. Not for a lack of talent, not for a lack of ability, but for a or lack of... Or even the fact that he's an, a, an, he seems to be a nice guy. It, it's, it's none of that. It's just... 
I don't even think he seems to be a nice guy. I think he's a bit of a prick. And if I fucking went to school with him, I probably wouldn't like him. I probably think he was a cunt. I don't like his haircut. And so, I was a Jackie man all the way. I was always a Jackie man. Me and Jack would have been friends, you know. Me and Jack would have smoked cigarettes together. <laughs> We'd have skipped school. <laughs> yeah. And Aaron Ramsey would yeah. have been in the front of the fucking classroom, you know, listening to teacher, getting all the best yeah. results. He'd have had a boring as fuck girlfriend Stupid. who never sucked his Stupid dick, Welsh you know. But she would have been hot. You know, his girlfriend would have been hot. Mm. But you wouldn't have known that she's not sucking his dick. She's just really good looking. Mm. Whereas Jackie would have been all about smoking ciggies and banging hoes. Yeah. That's what I reckon. Yeah. I love you, Jackie. I'm, I miss yeah. you. And that's exactly you, why he's gone and Rambo remains. But we were making we were making a, a point somewhere in there about Ramsey, about how ineffective he was in that position. And what I hope, this is what, I'm, this is what I was getting at, and we will rant and we will ramble and we will lose our way. That's kind of what we do. But what I was saying earlier was that couldn't have just been Ramsey being a maverick. No. It was absolutely a tactic. He was meant to start and, the press. And can I make one point? The, the fact that he is so... I'm not going to say naive, like blasé, unaccountable for his defensive positioning because he's trying to play as a nine and a half. I think that was Emery's way of trying to shoehorn in, him into the team. And unless... Yeah, yeah. let's, let's, let's sideline this okay. because we come back to it later on. Let's stick oh, with the formation. Okay. So... Yeah. So, definitely I had, I mean, I had Arsenal running out, and I know this is going to sound really weird, but what I saw was Arsenal running out in a 4-2-2-1-1 when we were in possession, and a definite 4-3-3 when we were out of possession with Ramsey at the top. But this 4-2-2-1-1 thing, it just, for me, it didn't work. No part of it worked. Um, no width at all. Apparently, um, I was reading day. Emery was absolutely screaming at the wingbacks to get further up because he wanted them further up the pitch. Yeah. Because they were getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And I mean, that's what happens when you have fucking wingers who run the hundred in like less than ten and a half seconds. It, absolutely smashing phenomenal. it. I mean, that cunt didn't even have a break. And what nationality is that motherfucker? Doesn't matter. Where's he even from? Doesn't matter. His his speed <clears throat> is just phenomenal, you know. I mean, that's for for me, that's faster than I ever been Theo post injury. You know, that was there were flames coming out of his feet. That that overlap and and powerful that overlap and powerful with, as well. Um, you know, with Mares and um, poor bloody Maitland Niles, just ridiculous. And didn't walk and make didn't walk and make Mares look a better player. He bought Mares so much space mm. because the ass the, the formation the defensive formation of Arsenal were shitting themselves, you know. But I gave I gave a bit of credit to Maitland Niles. I actually thought he he was especially in the challenge that he heard himself on. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of guys who could have gone with him. No, he he had a big set of balls, and you know I've heard since that he was really exposed and he was shitting himself and all that, but. You know, call me naive, but but I thought he had a big set and he put in a, a, a good shift. Um, and I loved, you know, as defensively na- inept or naive or, or inexperienced or all of the above, 
I, I felt his natural ability just to surge forward when he found himself in space, and I really do think it's all natural, um, you know, because it hasn't been coached into him yet, I don't think. Just that ability to drive forward from that left-back spot I thought was um, really good, and that's something we really lack in the team, that ability to slice forward, you know, a la, you know, the Zitsk, um, that's Rosicky to anyone who hasn't, you know, known us forever. Zitsk. Um, the Zitsk is my boy. You know, or your Jack Wilshers or someone like that who can actually pull a move, slice forward and drive that play forward and speed things up. Something that... that Maitland-Niles had one run in there which just gave me an absolute boner. Yeah. He burst, it was before he got injured, he burst through the middle and I was like, fuck me, we could do with some of and that. He's a tall mother, he's a big boy. He looks and like he's wide. He's not yep. even on an adult frame yet. Yep. He's nowhere near adult frame. Yep. You know, we, we watch a lot of NRL, you and I, mm. up the Raiders, gun the Raiders. Um, we watch a lot of NRL and we often talk in NRL about, you know, guys coming into first grade and how there's that year or that two years where they make the adjustment and get big enough to be able to compete physically. Maitland-Niles looks like he's got a frame on him. He was taking a throw in and he had shoulders. You know, big, wide shoulders, big, wide frame. He's athletic. And he's got taller since he chopped his hair. <laughs> he needs a flat top, like Danny. Danny. I miss Danny. Mm. That guy. Love that guy as well. Mm. Um, so, fin- final final thoughts on the formation. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't work. Definitely, Gwen Doozy was playing the deepest role. Yeah. Gwen Doozy. Gwen Doozy. We're going to have to make a decision uh, on this. But well, Gwen makes him sound like an old lady and that he's a bit of a yeah. doozy but we'll, we'll I stick think it's Gen, I think it's Gendouzi it probably so is, let's go with Gendouzi I'm just I'm just going to be the French Italian I'm just going to be a dumb skip and call him Gwendouzi oh fucking Gwendouzi bro he's a doozy bro <laughs> for serious <laughs> um, Gendouzi definitely playing the deepest uh, was the the centre backs were splitting yep. he was coming back and getting on the ball yep. Um and did spend the first 15 minutes of the game absolutely shitting in his fucking pants. Yeah, he did. He did. But what a set of balls. What a set of balls on the kid. I said at the top of the show, how big are Gendouzi's balls? Bigger than a lot of motherfuckers out there, man. They are big. Big, sweaty, heaving nuts. A lot in our pansy-ass team as well. You know, and that's something that we that we are trying to address and something, a rot that's really set in for a few years now. You know, these slight number 10s, fair weather type of players. So, you know, it's um, anyone who's showing that level of set um, or that set of balls for me, you know, is going to be is going to be in a good book. And can I just add as well, you know, the, own, the, the thing that I enjoyed about the team selection and the setup is that at least it was a little bit more defensively orientated and that in the past we would have gone out and tried to play football, um, you know, with our quality and our technicality. I and, think it could have and, worked. I think it could have worked better. And let me finish. And, you know, don't forget there's the, the four or five nils before halftime against Liverpool and Chelsea fairly recently. So, so that shit's still... Scarred. Without Petacek, without Petacek, it's the same old result, mate. Mm. And you know, I'll I'll get to that later on yep. about the fucking ridiculous backlash against him. Yep. Uh, I, I that that I just found deplorable. 
But we'll, we'll move on because we're sort of getting there anyway. Yep. So every week, Toby and I are going to be collating our three two ones and one two threes. So that's three points for our best player, two points for our second best player, and you guessed it, one point for the third best player. But here's how we're going to turn it around. We're also going to be doing minus points. So by the end of the year, we should theoretically actually have a best player combined of all of his best games, points for, and worst games, points against. So basically, if you think about a player like Granite Xhaka last year, who some fucking idiots by the end of the year decided was actually good and had forgotten about the first six months when he was diabolical. And the whole year That should all come together. Oh, absolutely. That should all come together to give Granite an overall score by the end of the season. So we'll be calculating these and collating them and um, hopefully getting some good banter about what we decided. So, Toby, do you want to... Rattle through your three, two, one, and then I'll rattle through mine, and then we'll actually discuss the points. Sure. So I actually had even even with three major errors, um, three of which all led to goal scoring opportunities for City. Um, two of which they actually converted was um, Gwendozi. So he he was my best player on the pitch. Gwen Doozy. Gwen Doozy. The old, the old lady Gwen. Old lady Gwen. What a doozy. With his, with his big fucking sweaty balls that probably have hair on them the same as his head. His fucking sideshow bob balls. Sideshow bob balls. That is, that is a good thought. So thank you. What I thought about him was that he was. Um, Let's rattle through and then we'll come back to it. Sure. So who was your two? Sure. Who was your two? My two once again with backlash from other supporters was Petr Cech. Oh, I thought he was fantastic. Fa- uh, yeah, great call. Great shout. And who was your number one? Because I found this hard as well. I found this really to, to hard. To come up with a number um, one. You know, and I've, I've battled with myself for it, but I'm going to give it to Socrates. Yeah, Pathodopolis. Or if I'm being philosophical, Socrates. Oh. Snap. It's a, it's a pretty shit joke. Fuck, Jam. fuck off. Buddy. <laughs> um, cool. So the, the the great thing there, I guess, is that you and I must have seen the game relatively similar. So I gave Petter my three. Yeah. Um, my, my positive three points for Petter check. I gave Genduzi my two. Um, thought he was smashing. And, and we'll go in to explain why. And uh, my one I actually gave to um, Lichsteiner. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Th- thoroughly enjoyed him coming on as well. So it, it's interesting because we've both chosen two defenders and the guy who played deepest in a game when we got done badly, which either says something fucking awful about how incoherent the attack was. It does. Uh, or it says that maybe we were a bit better than what people thought we were. Um, so let's discuss, uh, I guess, because we both had him in our in our three and our two to start with, in our positive marks, Genduzi, mm. and how a guy who makes three glaring errors looked every bit a 19-year-old for the first 15 minutes, how he ends up getting five points positive for us in the first game. Discuss. A couple of things. I think it shows how fucking shit the rest of the big game pansies were those around him and and we'll come what do you, we'll, what do you mean we'll, what do you mean we'll cu- 
or how else? Oh, how poor, how poor the other players around him were. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. And, yep. and we'll get to that in our one, two, three. Um, oh, yeah, we will. But I really liked how he got himself about the pitch and he had a really high press on him and his ability to play out of a very tight press with pretty good technique but aggression to not lose the ball. And I, I think that was a big point, you know. Even though he, even though he lost the ball. Yeah, yeah. But look, couple, he... A couple, couple, of, couple of times. He, he was good in tight spaces, I felt, overall. And it's a big responsibility playing that deepest role. So when other... 19. And, and when other 19 cowards, years old. You know, and, and don't forget our movement off the ball in midfield. There's not a lot of players presenting around him. So he's the one tasked with distributing from the back and you know how good City are, City are with the press um, he was the only guy for me who was capable of breaking their press and he did it a couple of yeah. times I'll tell you why I why you know people will listen to this well they won't because no one's listening no I'm just going to keep making that joke the entire pod because no one's fucking listening to us no. but anyway but we will talk like, like this anyway. Is listening and that's to us. The whole we point. will talk like this anyway. The thing that I, the reason why I gave him two points for me, was because I thought, how big is it of this guy? How big does his nuts have to be for him to have a first fifteen minutes like that? Get done. Be responsible for their first goal. We're quite heavily responsible. He he let Sterling. He let was. Sterling just. Just run across him. It was poor from Bellerin, um, and Bellerin wasn't fantastic in the game. But again, something that I'll, I'll stick on wasn't the back burner. Wasn't that poor from Bellerin? I mean, oh, well, we, we can we can have an argument about that later. But Bellerin's got form. Yeah. Right. So let, let's leave that there. <laughs> so for Genduzi to get up, get himself back into the game, keep presenting for the ball, keep wanting it get himself out of some tight situations and be part of a lot of what was good for Arsenal, the fact that his head didn't drop, that's a winning mentality for me. That's a guy who who has something that Arsenal haven't had for a long time. Or someone time. who hasn't uh, been broken yet. And both of those things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because everyone at Arsenal for the last 10 years is busted. Yeah. You know, look at what happened to Theo. My boy. My little boy. My little baby boy, Theo. Man of my own seed. He is made of my own love for Arsenal. My, mm. my, my Arsenal love went into a Petri dish when there were no Arsenal players who were English and from it spawned Theo. My little chocolate fucking fast baby. <laughs> love him. I miss you, Theo. Come back. We've still got a spot for you. But, but you know, Theo was busted. Jackie was busted. You know, uh, uh, Ox Chamberlain was busted. This, this idea that there's this... Uh, in the last six years of us, and maybe even more, that there was this cloud over the club that we, we thought that we were going to lose. We thought we were going to go into these big games and lose. thing I like about Genduzi is he seems to have none of that in him. He just got up and went again. When he gave up that ball and Aguero went through and, and didn't score, when he didn't pass to De Bruyne, De Bruyne would be losing his shit. Mm. But... For Genduzi to Good get up and get back Czech, into though. the game... I'll, I'll just put that out. And make, well... Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to lead into the next point, mm. you've given him two, and I've given him three, Petr Cech, and the man has been fucking slated. Because he can't play press. out from the back with his feet. That, that's because, he's his 30, because he's a 36-year-old who's never played out from the back, has always played long with his distribution, 
doesn't have the greatest distribution in the game anyway, and we go into a game and we ask him to do something that he's never done before. And what and what's our main problem? Conceding goals. You know, so whilst I appreciate playing from the back and creating an extra man in, you know, in defence in terms of, you know, spawning the attack, fucking hell, I'd rather a guy that wasn't letting in, you know, who was saving three or four a game like he was doing, you know, and making it more of a fucking, you know, rugby score or something. I mean... Without Petter, it's 5-0 and we're not talking about Gendouzi today and we're not talking about anything good today. You know, Monday morning, we're sitting on the couch literally crying into our cups of tea going, here we go again. So to Petter, I say thank you for being fucking awesome and keeping out three goals that really should have been goals. His double save, his save against Aguero. There was another one at the near post he was really good for The near post in the first couple of minutes off Sterling was good too. Absolutely, absolutely smashing. So, I mean, look, he's got a combined five points for us as well. So, really, yeah. fuck the media. Fuck all fuck, these people no, saying the he's click, past fuck it. Fuck the clickbait as well, because people... Mate, it wasn't, even just on, it wasn't even just on clickbait. Mm. They were talking about it on the Total Football Show and, and stuff yeah, like that. You know how and, and, that's, and that's really started to piss me off, like, you know, the, 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 the lazy Robbie savage s punditry. I don't even know if Robbie Savage said anything stupid this week. I just assume that he did. Because he's so fucking dumb. He's not even but on much shit anymore. He's he's a mate. He's on heaps of shit. He's still on the the six oh six phone in show. He's a he's a fucking clickbait moron. But fuck him with his giant stupid Ama- tattoo. Amani tattoo. Amani tattoo. Fucking twat. Um, but you know all all these people really sort of jumping on this and jumping on pet. I've read an article saying like Carius two and I'm like, what? Because his head got crushed. And Carrius got concussion. Is that why we're calling him 2.0? But, like, anyway, I thought it was bullshit. I thought he was excellent throughout the game. Did I think his distribution was good? Absolutely no. no. But at the same token, you know, did I think Genduzzi had an immaculate game? No. But why did I choose them? Because they stood up when it counted. So, moving on to your one point, Socrates... A lot of conjecture about him in the preseason. A lot, again, of Twitter outrage about him being over it, past it, too slow, 30 years old, overpaid, had had a bad season at Dortmund. Gave him a point in your top three players. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be any type of defensive expert, but... um but I thought you were an expert. You're on this show to give your expert yes, opinion. Well, but uh, look, I, I thought he wasn't anywhere near as shit as I thought he was going to be. And, and, and this, these positive point systems that we're doing today, I, I think they've ended up being the best of a bad bunch. So I think we've got to say, I think we've got to say that overall. Um, so you so okay. You have to have a better reason for picking him. Than no, that. no, no. Well, because you know, I I had some I had someone different. Was it just the fact that much like me, you didn't really notice him, and if you don't notice a sender back, then he's done his job. I, I think so. I, I thought he was in better shape than I thought he was preseason. Um, I like. Well, they're un, they're under lo- they're under I liked his. Uh, uh, someone was talking about this that the whole point of preseason is to put guys under load to get them training, get them playing, get them training after they're playing and wreck them so they can yep. bounce back. And that the young kids are going to find it easier to do that yep. than the yep. old boys. Yep. So I never I never yep. bought in too much about that. In-game, I've got to admit, I did not notice Socrates. Neither. 
I, I, I noticed Mustafi. I noticed Mustafi a little yeah. bit every now and then. I noticed Mustafi. I, I always think he's just liable to fuck up at any yeah. point. But Socrates, I thought, was pretty big, pretty old school, pretty robust. Yeah. My only issue there was I didn't feel that they they pushed up. Yeah. I, I felt him and Mustafi got caught deep on their line on top of check and I thought for both goals they were I was, right on top of I was going to say check. for both goals they didn't close down that space one thing I, I did um, like about him but we were getting we were getting forced yeah. back r- ridiculously Sterling had Bellerin on yeah. toast uh, Kyle Walker had Maitland-Niles I don't think he had Maitland-Niles on toast but uh, he was just bombing past mm. him Mares was cutting inside uh, I've forgotten who their left Mendy, back is like the fucking back. best player on the Me- pitch Me- who couldn't get into the France team. He was injured all um, last season. You know. No, I know. And then he came back and didn't get into the France team. But, you know. They got an it, embarrassment of to, 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 coin, to coin a phrase, it's like a new yeah. signing. Yeah. Anyway, can I can I just say what I did notice about Socrates, the cynical chop down on, um, was it Aguero? And I like that. I, I like that cuntishness. I mean, for, for me, that's very likely going to be a goal anyway. So, you know, sometimes we need to be a bit more cynical. Why not? We've lacked that for so long, Toby. There's been times when we've actually, post-game, you and I have had conversations where we're like, just give the foul. I'd rather them have a free kick from the edge of the box, you know, than than go straight And how many times is it done against us, you know, with with the dark arts, you know? Yeah, but then Xhaka does it and gets sent off. Um, Okay, so you had Socrates one. Look, I had Lichsteiner. For one. Um, and it's actually for a couple of the same reasons why you had Socrates, which is interesting. Lichstein is a cunt. We like cunts. First thing he did against Lazio was elbow a cunt in the head and then shouted yeah. him. Yeah. The first thing he did here was make sure that he absolutely smashed his opposite yeah. number and got yeah. into him. And then when the ref got into him, he got into the ref, <laughs> which, I, which, which I just... Which I just love. Yeah. I love that. And it has been so long since we've had someone like oh, that. Who, and who Bella, was... And who, well, not our, our heroes back in the day, you know? You know, our, our Vieiras, our Keones, spikely fucking pricks, you know? You know, and we haven't had that for so long. We've been so nice for so long. So to have Socrates, who's going to go smash someone on the edge of the botch, and have Lichsteiner, who in both of his first two games mm. has smashed someone... But that wasn't just it for me with Lichsteiner. And I will say that he was not fantastic delivering off the left. And you wouldn't no. expect him to do. He's right-footed. He whips balls in with his right foot. He's really good in tight spaces. Really technical. He got up and down. I thought he really kept Kyle Walker quiet after he came on. I didn't really... I don't remember... I don't remember remembering Kyle Walker for large parts of that game when Lichsteiner came on. So I was really into him. And, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later on in the wrap-up. But watch your back, Bellerin, because you were on fucking toast all game. You were getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If we get one amazing year out of Lichsteiner yeah. and he's better than Bellerin, pick him. And Emery seems to be a guy who's yeah. going to pick him. So Lichsteiner got and my one. can I just say with Bellerin, if he shoots across the face, Theo style, with the, the bend away, 
the the, the fade my little boy. into the bottom corner. There's much. Oh, my little do, boy's do you remember, finish. You, do, you, do you remember when he broke the neck? Max, get off the fucking Theo. I'm talking about. I'm talking him. about Bellerin when when he bananaed it with the outside of his foot in the first half because Nathan Miles and and he got into the space on the edge of the box and and he he hit it well he cunted it but it was it was a very savable height for the keeper I, I don't know that I don't know that Bellerin has that sort of awareness he scored that I don't goal know before. that he's that I Bellerin don't know that he's that, that sort of player anyway Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that he's. I don't know that he's the same guy that he was. That he's got the same fearlessness that he was. But we can get into that. We can get into that later on. So one, two, threes, because we've already been going for about thirty-seven minutes wow. here. So poor, uh, poor yeah, listeners. Goes fast. Listeners. Goes goes fast when you're talking absolute shit and you're not a professional. So one, two, threes is the thing that we're doing a little bit different to most people. Um, so, Toby, who was your number one, your third least shit player? Uh, no, your third most shit. Yeah, third most shit. So, third yeah. most shit, not first yeah. most shit. The third yeah. most shit. The third most shit. So wouldn't that be the gold? Wouldn't that be the gold of shit? Because the no, the this is the silver. bronze. Oh. No, it depends what you yeah. regard as the best shit. Look, let's not bring colours into it. We've already confused everything enough. The person who is getting negative one point. Okay. Mm. I assume it's because he was fucking anonymous. Uh, my words were anonymous, apart from some early link-up with Maitland Niles. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Completely agree with that. Not sure. Can, if, can I make a couple uh, of points? Lightweight. Not, not, not sure if not sure if Ramsey running that far ahead of him and there being no link in the midfield and the fullbacks getting forced agreed. that far back. Agreed. Agreed. And and look, really let's helped not, him. Let's not but hang completely shit completely on the agree with your logic. Look, the thing with one two threes is Toby. It's not always going to be that someone's been shit house for a, a one and a two. You know, it might just be that you, you didn't notice them. Sometimes you look at the stats afterwards. You go, oh, you ran around a bit and you made a lot of tackles. And, so, and, and yeah, and sometimes the, pass the game accuracy. just doesn't come your way. Abso- absolutely. So, Mkhitaryan for your minus yeah. one. My minus one was Ozil okay. on the other side. And pretty much I wrote down the exact same yeah. things. I said I felt he was pretty anonymous. Um, his starting position was so deep, which... I get that that might be where he wants to move later in life because I think he'll play on for a long time. He's that, he's that sort of player that can play until he's 34, 36 37. and Easy. still be world-class. You know, he's going to be like a... but He's a modern-day... But he needs Dennis to play Perkin, higher up the pitch you know? for me. And people will sit there and look at me and say, you, you can't say that. You can't put him in the same breath. But you go back and look Why at not? Dennis's... Dennis uh, wasn't quick. Well... Because he's a god, but so when you're putting someone who's a god up against someone who's divisive, at best, people might say you can't call him Dennis Burkamp. What I mean is Dennis Burkamp in the modern game would have been a number ten. Mm. Correct. Yep. So, if you look back at Burkamp's highlights of some of the passes he picks out, the way that he loved to assist people, he was basically Özil but with much better goal scoring, yep. much much better goal scoring. Look, I gave Özil one point. I was almost willing to give him a, a break today because I, I was impressed and happy with how much he yeah, defended. He put in a shift his that willing, way. He, and his willingness to defend. He put in a shift. The thing that got me the negative one for him 
was the two or three times he had opportunities to put in balls and to show his quality. Yep. The balls were straight and shit hands. And hit the first man. So you hit the first. And hit the first man. That's what I mean by straight balls, like first yeah. man. And they were Urzel pockets. Yeah. You know, they were him cutting in off the right, onto his left, trying to dip a ball over for a back post runner that never mm. came. And I think he had, at one point, he had three in a row, like hit the first man, hit the first man, hit the yeah. first man. And I was just and, thinking, and, and, and I feel okay, like that was okay. Your sole purpose, your three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a week, is about that ball. It's not about the goals with Özil. If he gets ten goals this year, fantastic. It's about finding that ball. But I gave him my my negative one. So negative one for me, negative one for you for yeah. Mikatarian. Toby, who was your negative two? Erzl. Two points off. <laughs> well, funnily enough, my negative two was Mikatarian. It's almost like we're brothers and we've been watching the same team oh. for a long time. Well, you know, you and I don't always agree, so this isn't always the, 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 the most truth. This, this isn't always the most common thing. Because for, for the absolutely nobody, again, who is listening to us, we have been having these conversations for the best part of a decade. We just never recorded them. So that's the whole preface for the Ars Brothers is... We would call each other up and have these conversations anyway and talk about our three, two, ones. And Usually one, two, during work time. So, absolutely always during work time. So, but at least you get paid by the man and I get paid by yourself to by fuck myself around. To fuck to around. Fuck yourself. So, when you're, getting, when you're getting paid to shit, you're fucking the man. When I'm getting paid to shit, I am only fucking <laughs> myself. Um,. Look, Mikatarian didn't get into the game until very late, and I thought when he did get into the game, and again, there was some lazy punditry talking about how good he was in the last 15 minutes. City had completely taken their foot off mm. the gas by that point, and the space had opened up. And, I mean, we'll get to the changes and how amazing they were in a in a tick, because it was, it was pretty standout. But we need to finish our one, two, threes, and I assume that we are both going to agree that the worst player on the pitch, the person who is both shit and a cunt, the person who was both shit and a cunt was Granite Jacker. I assume you And believe it or not, mine too. Worst player on the pitch by a mile. I will give him one very small pass. He may have, last he may have back, been underdone. Last man back, underdone. Where I won't give him a pass is the next guy who came on to take his spot, which was Torreira, who was even, well, the same amount underdone. I think they played the same amount of minutes. Maybe more underdone. Maybe more underdone. Torreira looked good. That, I mean, he didn't get that chip over the lot. top for um, the Obama Yang. The ball for Obama Yang, huh? Oh. And that, and that and showed, that, that showed, showed us, Obama Yang's He showed us what he was all well. about. That. Yeah, but Obama Yang was playing wide then. So if you want to get into a conversation about that, I think that you've got to get Lacazette into the well, team. Well, his starting got point, to get him. Yeah. His starting point You've got to get him into the team. A- absolutely, absolutely. So what we That's ended up That's our next point. Was, Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, what we ended up there was with minus six points for Granite Jacker. Shit cunt. <laughs> minus, minus three for Mesut Ozil. Minus three for Mkhitaryan. Uh, oh, I fucked it up. No, 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 that's yeah. right. Because it was Mik- yeah. it was Mikatarian and Urzel for our ones. Can, can I give you my Xhaka points? Yeah, oh, I, no, I want them. Okay. I want them because I'm interested to know whether you think he's shit. You want that shit, yeah. He's a cunt 
or whether he is both. Okay, well, well, let's go beyond our our awesome punditry that that he's a shit cunt. So <laughs> I gave him three for being slow, shit, and one-footed, cumbersome, losing possession in dangerous areas of the pitch. Oh, wasn't it a flashback to that? Was it against Ever- Was it against Everton when he lost the ball with his back to goal yeah. and Rooney smashed it in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flash, fla- fucking flashbacks. Yeah. And didn't display any penetrative passing going forward, which is usually a positive aspect of his game. So even the 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 in swinger, you know the, the the kind of curled one that that pitching wedge almost that drops in over the top and spins back in to the player running beyond the defence. You know, even that ball was poor, you know, and, and, you know, went into touch a few times. And, you know, what was he underdone? I, you know, are we judging him too harshly? But this is a guy, £35 million signing, who was supposed to be our defensual, defensive midship, midfield. One of our five captains and the 19-year-old in front of him showed more desire. No, but that, that's, and that's granted, it's I mean. one of our that's five captains. I mean. That's what I mean. That's right. Part of our leadership group. You know, which people outside of uh, of rugby don't really understand leadership groups, but they're really common mm. in rugby, especially rugby league. Mm. So it's not crazy what Emery's put together. Mm. Um, I just thought that he was so untechnical, one-footed, mm. cumbersome, mm. a complete and total cunt. Mm. Uh, I didn't like him last year. Mm. I didn't understand a lot of the late-on punditry talking about how good he was and his quarterback role and knocking balls around. Yeah. No, look, he you, was, you're not giving he him was, fair He dues. was poor. I, I think he no, did right well, at the end of last season. Um, he did. He, ca- he came into his own know, at the end of when last he season. Even, even I admitted that, that he started to play better and, and when he at wasn't the end of playing, last season. When he wasn't playing with fingers, two squads, and the preference for the Europa League when we finally fucked it up altogether, we looked better when he did come on. So I have to say that. But, you know, that was in a very disjointed team at the end of Wenger's reign that didn't really know what they were doing anymore and Jacker could play to his strengths and knock it around like a quarterback and you know be a bit of a hero that way but you know in terms of what need we need from him um, you know he's not providing that uh, ab- absolutely absolutely and you know I, I think I had in one of my, my points down here you know do I think Genduzi is ready no, no, but who do I, who do I think is the player most in danger? Oh, well, he just excited us. He excited us right now. The other shit cunts. Yeah, but who's who's in the most danger? I mean, if you're looking at a genuine competition for places, oh, I think El Nenny's done. And you're picking a team for El next Nenny's week. I think El done. I think. Uh, well, I like I like El Nenny. No, well, so, so do I. I like but, El Nenny. but I think this selection is spelling. I'd rather El Nenny in that team over Xhaka. I think El Nenny would have done more. I think he would have had more energy. I think he's better at upping the tempo, yeah. getting us moving forward. He's a very linear player, El Nenny. You know, he doesn't work outside of the boundaries of what he does. Yeah. But what he does, he makes sure he does. This is the problem with Granite Xhaka. Oh, I'm a whatever the fuck he said he was. He's a nine and a half or something like that. Eight and a half, ten and a half. Whatever. We, half we don't need ten. any more players confused about whatever the fuck he whatever the fuck he said that he was. It, it, he is a guy for me who I think. Just do one thing and do it well, and then move on. I don't to the think next he's thing. got the physique for it. I, I think he's he's quite tall. 
he. I think not, Maitland Niles is bigger he's than not him. Athletic and stronger. No, no, he's than not him. athletic. If you're talking he's about a middle, quick. if you're talking about a player in the middle, I would rather see Maitland Niles get a run there. Yeah. And I'm really fearful for Maitland Niles this year. Really fearful for him because Genduzi's come on with leaps and bounds. I'm worried that Emery really likes Genduzi. I assume Genduzi's um, his candle is going to burn out, mm. right? Because that's what happens with young kids. They come in, they're on fire, and then they drop off. Mm. But I just, I really hope that Maitland Niles, number one, have you seen whether he's injured? Was there information? Apparently he left on crutches, but, you know, I haven't I haven't seen anything yet. Oh, Danny Welbeck to left but, back. But today, today... That guy Danny, to, that guy Danny to left back. I, I, I love Danny. He's he, he is my new Theo, and... That guy will do it. I love that guy. We'll get on to that. I, I actually have a point later on where I actually think just the horrible shit display from our front wide players I, I reckon Danny is going to play himself into do you remember last tension? year first five rounds of the year that I was making a point to you that Danny was the first guy on my team sheet it was before his first injury last year yeah that I really I, I loved how much balance he gave and, us and the year before that the, the front three of Danny Theo and Dirty oh, love Sanchez. Love Theo. Hated yeah, Dirty. Hated but, him with a passion. But From the start, that, mind you, as well. That fucking front three, the, the fluidity and, and the pace and the movement and the fact that Danny was good in tight spaces. Danny on the left, Dirty through the, through the middle with that nine and dropping deeper. And Theo, you know, arcing his runs on the right. For me, oh, Theo, you know, and, and Wenger, boy. he never stuck with it because Giro, Giro came back into the team and that was his bum boy and, you know, he just straight back in there, you know, Mr. Father figure. And and maybe, I, I don't know, I don't remember if Danny was benched, but Alexis ended up getting dropped from the number nine and going back out to the left and, you know, anyway, anyway, that was, that was my favourite front three that we've had in the last five years and we we saw what four five games with it anyway yeah living in the past yep. well well we can we can move on to that a bit later as well so quick fire questions yep. toby one who stood out on the opposition team city mendy one answer mendy he's a big motherfucker he's fast he's skillful um yeah he gave away i mean that was a pen by the way that he gave away on mustafi but oh yeah apart from that um we're not refs folding on this show. Like, no. There's no refs folding. <laughs> no. no, we're not refs folding. Um, hashtag refs fold. Hashtag refs fold. Um, but him for me, I mean, you know, if, if you look at a player that we would love to have on our team, and to, to be honest, I barely noticed him last year because he came in, I didn't watch him, he ended up being injured for the whole season. But fuck me, he's, he's a big bad motherfucker. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be good for them this year. You can just yeah. tell. And that that oh, for that me, set for, up for, for, that. for me who's for me who stood out was Kyle Walker. Yeah. So the fact that they're both the two people were both wingbacks. I think you just chose the less obvious one of the two of us. So what did you make of their formation, if anything? Oh, I don't fucking know. Pep's way smarter than I am. I mean, who yeah. the fucks? I couldn't I couldn't pick their for I couldn't no. pick their formation no. at times. It is so fucking fluid. Yeah. The way they sort and, and of get up and press in a formation play in this this space, they're not even hugging the. I don't understand line. how there's not more space behind them. I don't understand how you don't just hit a diagonal ball they don't and give get you in the behind ball. them. They just because they you know just who press. almost there. 
You know who almost their best player on the pitch was again? Who? All of last season. Fernandinho. The uh, Fernand fucking yeah. Dino, man. Boys are playing. A jack rabbit on crack. That's what that. Yeah. Fuck know. on so much crack. Not actual crack, but like football crack. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Fuck yeah. Okay. So next one is who do we hate? Mourinho. City. No, from not Mar- fuckhead. <laughs> who do we hate? We we are in the section where we are discussing the other team. <laughs> We've spoken about who stood out. We have spoken about the formation, and the first thing you say is Mourinho. So unless the cunt had a bib on and was in their dugout, you're an idiot. <laughs> so who did we hate from their team? Who did we want to see a double footer go on? Uh, a leg breaker uh, off on crutches. I don't hate City that much. That's the thing. I used to hate them so much more you know at a bye-bye you know the nutter with the fucking putter i like the nutter. no no so so did i so did i Um, but at least he was a cunt so you can hate a cunt you know even if you like a cunt you can hate a cunt um i do you have someone that you hate from their team that you wanted to see yeah i fucking hate sterling Oh, I don't. I fucking I hate don't. him for England. I do. I just hate him. He's just, you know. Oh, no, I like it. I got a real soft spot for Sterling. Real no, soft spot. No, why? Why? Um, for what? I hate what the media does to him, and and I think he's a good player. And no, I think I I wanted I wanted someone to put a double leg on I, him. I think, I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Mares fan either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not the biggest Mares fan either. Mm. Um, I just don't like his head. Something about his head mm. that I don't really like. Um, okay, cool. So that was a horrible segment and didn't really uncover a lot. That was my favourite fa- so far. Especially, especially the fact that you think Mourinho is a City player. <laughs> um, next, <laughs> next fixture for us, uh, we've got Chelsea. We had him in the friendly. I don't think we learned anything from yeah. the friendly. No. Uh, new manager, a misfiring striker... Uh, I watched the highlights package of Chelsea and Morata is in all sorts of shit. Makes you start to appreciate Wenger when he got offered him at 85 yeah. million no. Wenger and turned him down. We're, we're lucky with, with Morata because um, they're a good team and, and by all accounts, Sari is a good manager and he's going to do good things. Um, but um, yeah, Morata, he was, he was pretty fucking poor last year he, he kept us in those games a couple of times do you remember um by not scoring against us um but i'm still pretty fearful and it's at the bridge as well so you know our our away record who um what changes would you like to see and what potential you know formation slash lineup oh uh, look obviously the ramsey thing did not fucking work so i'd like to see that bombed agreed um whatever the idea was with the press from the front it didn't work i'd like to see lacazette start. we don't have I'd the like personnel I, I really love the idea of the press but i don't think we got the personnel no 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 but i mean you can't look at it like that it doesn't matter if it doesn't work for 10 games mm. that's how Emery plays and that's the way we're going to play we're not going to shit ourselves and say no we're going to do something no, 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 safe no. And, and not move forward that that seems like lunacy to me. I, I look, but I'd like to see Aubameyang. That's a terrible fucking 
analogy. You've got to play with your That's cards. That's a dealt. I didn't finish. What it. game? What what <laughs> what game are you playing? You got to play with the cards that you dealt. Meaning, you're like meaning the bloke he's who plays fucking Uno and then says snap. He's, <laughs> he's got a set of players. They have certain attributes, and you know, at, at one point, he, he might have to realize that he can't have this one, you know, theoretical way of playing, and um, yeah. He, he might have to change his tune. So, what I would like to see is Aubameyang start off the left. I want Lacazette Ooh, to start. I that's want Ozil off the right. I want Ramsey to play Ozil out off of the, the right. 10. Are you kidding? I want Ramsey to play out of the 10 and interchange oh, with Ozil when he's getting forward. Spew. I don't want Ramsey beyond Lacazette. I'd like to see Torreira and Genduzzi in the middle of the park, because I thought when Torreira came on, he looked good. And I think that if Xhaka was that underdone last week, he's going to be that underdone this week. Central mid then, and and Torreira plays deeper. When the centre-back split, Torreira's going to come and take the ball. What about Rambo in that spot, and Torreira playing deep? No. No. I don't think Ramsey has the the tactical discipline. This is what Look, I I've want got to see. The, I've got a theory on the whole. Ra- I've got a theory on the whole Ramsey thing for the last segment. I've actually yeah. got a, a pretty good theory He's on it. He's demanded that he gets I'm. paid five hundred grand. No, a week no, don't. And no, plays no, as a number nine. Nope, nope. But along those lines, <laughs> anyway. So that's what I'd like to see. So I'd like to see Genduzzi and and Torreira in front of the back four. Ramsey playing a genuine number 10, not being a stupid fucking maverick and running way up the pitch where he doesn't have the pace to bend a line. Um, I'd like to see Aubameyang in a wide area. I think Chelsea, I want to play out of that number 10, not in a ridiculous going beyond Aubameyang number 10. No, yeah, not in a nine and a half, not being the world's greatest striker. Um, You know, just doing his job, coming back and helping out and then helping to connect the midfield. The guy who I thought probably could have given Mkhitaryan the most help was Ramsey, but he was playing at fucking another football stadium. He was that far forward. He wasn't even at the Emirates anymore. He was that far forward. So it 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 depends where they were. If they were facing north, if they were face, they he he was playing in Watford. Good old Watford. Good old Watford, mate. Good old Troy Deeney. Um, I'd like to see the same back four, but I think Maitland-Niles is most likely injured if he left on crutches. I don't think Nacho Monreal is ready. And the only other person who has played left-back this year in preseason is Danny Welbeck in training. So that guy to left-back, he'd do a job anyway. I'd play Danny in goal. Um, otherwise, you know, Socrates patho- Pathodopoulos. He's got a beautiful flat top. Socrates Pathodopoulos. I'm going to get it by the end of this season. Socrates Pathodopoulos. Uh, partnered with the cunt because there's no one else. Mustafi. Um, yeah, fuck. We'll, we'll get into what I think about that maybe a little bit later as well. We're coming up to an hour. Um, and I'd start Lichsteiner over Bellerin. It probably won't happen, but I'd start Lichsteiner over Bellerin. So would I. Fuck um, it, why not? You know, why that, not? that's kind of the way I see it working out. As far as the opponent goes, you know, we're, we're probably looking at a back four of Aspilicueta, Rudiger, Luis, Alonso. We're, we're probably looking at a midfield three of Kante, Jorginho, Fabregas. 
and we're probably looking at a front three of Murata, Pedro, Willian. Um, That's pretty fucking good. I didn't, and I didn't even put Hazard in there. So you're probably looking at Kante, Jorginho, Hazard, or Hazard, Murata, Willian, maybe even Giroud. Is he yeah. fit? Because no, Murata's done. Fuck all in preseason and fuck all in the first game. But you'd think you've got that much asset in there yeah. that you'd keep playing him until he fired. He's not a bad player. Mm. Can I just make a point? I'm not so sure you can squeeze Mickey, Ozil, and Rambo into the one team. That's I that's think you I can mean. if they've got if they've got um, kind of tactical nounce. Nounce? My other Nounce. my other point was at least against the big boys. So you know maybe you can you can play with that type of abandon. You know if you're going to have the majority of possession, but you know I I don't think you can shoehorn them into the team. So for me, either because it wasn't just defensively that we were poor, we weren't getting the ball forward. We didn't have the the creativity on the ball or the comfort on the ball. That is one thing that Rambo can do to affect the game from deeper. The thing that he needs to do is not abandon that position and go. He is forward. so much better when he is arriving late. That's He's right. Not a front Lampard-esque. runner. Lampard esque. Yep. When he so arrives late on the ball, late runs into the box, gets yep. on the end of things, yep. gets onto cutbacks. Yep. I think he's got a great first time shot. That's right. And I, don't I've never. Forget. I don't even remember a time a, a, a time when Ramsey burst through the lines, did the yep. keeper, dinked the keeper, anything like that. But I, I come back to this. It was a tactic. If it wasn't a tactic, then there was something serious then there's something seriously wrong with Aaron Ramsey if it wasn't a tactic. But it had to be a tactic. It was it, too but, consistently the same yeah, and obvious for it not and, to and be a like tactic. And like I said, it was a way of pandering to him almost, saying I don't think that it if was. you're not going to do your defensive duty, we're going to play you up top. What could I it like possibly be? Could it possibly be that Ramsey's not signed a contract? He's not close to signing, apparently. Maybe there's an offer on the table, and Emery has decided to play him in just the most advanced position to pander to his ego to get him to sign. Because once this boy signs, I don't give a shit if we bench him. We just need to protect the asset. Mm. Yeah. I, I had I had this feeling when I saw it run out that maybe this was some kind of a... that This was something that maybe they had come up with a plan to say, look, he's really close to signing. Let's play him. Maybe he gets on the ball. Maybe he scores a goal. Maybe he thinks he's going to be this maverick, this wonder kid, this bail 2.0 out of the middle of the that, park. Is he that much of a wanker? I think though? he's that much of a wanker. And, and and does this football soap opera play out on the pitch and our formation and our selection? I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I, I just think it was something that we gave a go that is actually quite logical and it just didn't work. I'd like to see him a bit deeper. I just don't know whether he's got the... When was the last time he effectively played as a number eight and didn't risk oh, and didn't at, risk the team? At Atletico in the, in the freaking semi-final in the UEFA Cup, looked the best player in the world for the first What did half. he do in the second leg? Sorry, what did he do in the second half? Well, we lost. Yeah, and he did fuck all. Anyway, my point being, 
we we're not keeping possession and we're not driving forward and we're not breaking the press. And he, whether we like it or not, he is our best central midfielder. So are we both in agreement that Torreira will start? I hope so. For me, I I, I would like to see. Um, Torreira deepest, Ramsey, Urzel out of the 10, Mickey oh, goes yeah. over to the right, and balance, and he is the one that supports Bellerin, Abamyang on the left, Lacazette in the middle. That's what yep. I want to see. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense, buddy. So I'm a little bit different to you. I've got uh, Torreira starting, Genduzi with him. I've got Ramsey out of the 10 being a bit more of defending in a three instead of Ozil defending in a three. I've got Ozil on the right. I've got Aubameyang on the left. And I've got Lacazette through the middle. So we play that in... Excuse me, I've drunk too much wine. Um, We've got that inverted triangle. Um, Yeah, well, I like that. For me, Rambo and Rambo has to cover Ozil when he comes inside and cover Bellerin though. That's, That's my only stipulation in that formation. Otherwise, I prefer Mori. And let me make one point as well. One last thing. Players that we haven't considered. Do you remember how amazingly well Awobi played in the nil all against Chelsea last year in the same fixture? And I think Rams. I think Welbeck played that game too. Yeah. Look. Look. I've made my sentiments clear that uh, probably not to this podcast audience. But uh, to you, probably in t- not seeing it's our first one. Yeah, but to you in the past, I've made it clear that I think that for big games away from home, Welbeck and Awobi are genuine possibilities because of how work they Fuck are. Yes, how Fuck big they yes. are, how physical they are, how athletic they are. Do Fuck I think yes. that's going to happen? No. Mm. So but let's let's I live in let's live in let's contention. live in realism here. I think those guys are going to be playing Europa League, and yep. that's where they're going to have the opportunity to drive into the team. If you look at it as a wage bill, the yep. guys who are on the big wages, Aubameyang, Lacazette, yep. Mkhitaryan, Ozil, yep. and very soon Ramsey, as hard as it is to chew, these guys are going to be playing. I, I agree, but they will so come into So our first point of call point. is to find a system which gets our best 11 players on the pitch while Correct. we're learning, where we have the best opportunity that when the chances come our way, we are going to have the quality and the composure to finish those chances. I didn't think we created a lot against City, but it was against one of the top three teams in Europe. So I'm willing to sort of scratch last week. Not scratch it. I I said to you I thought it was a free hit when we spoke before the game. We learned a bit. thought it was a free hit. I thought it was almost like an extra friendly for us to have a crack, to have a go, you know, and do what we need to do. So uh, just quick one-word answer. Score against Chelsea. Are we home or are we away? Away. Score against Chelsea away from home. Toby, go. 2-1 two, two to Chelsea. Okay, yeah. I've got us losing 2-0. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, less, I'm less than optimistic. But I just think that there's the left-back situation is really going to fuck us up. Lichsteiner will start there, you would yeah. imagine. Um, yeah. I actually would probably rather Bellerin start off the left because he gives you nothing off the right anyway as far as delivery. And he cuts inside all the time. I'd rather see Lichsteiner off the right actually whipping balls in. Call me crazy. I am not a coach. But um, he's got an existing relationship with Mustafi. That's that's the thing. And and the deep-lying midfielders. So that's the one thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, into the social media watch, um, I, I guess we've already covered a lot of the social media watch this week. The the things that I saw primarily were, you know, either Gwendozy loving or Gwendozy hating. Mm-hmm. Uh, check hating, absolutely. Uh, I, I guess the big story that sort of covered most of social media this week was the fact that Ramsey was not close to signing. Um so I kind of said, good, fuck off, you're a cunt anyway. Um, mate, at, at this point, it kind but of... But who is... was going to buy him? Did you actually hear any solid No, rumors? no, no, no. The thing is, is everyone needs to get it out of their head that we're somehow losing money. And then, listeners, just like that, technical difficulties, mainly my microphone turning off, which proceeded with 20 minutes of Toby talking to himself, have brought this episode to an end. In the last 20 minutes, we discussed why Granite Jacko was a cunt, if Aaron Ramsey was the greatest striker of all time, and how big Gendouzi's balls were. We also both predicted losses to Chelsea, and I called people cunts a few more times while Toby tried to make genuine football points. Tune in next week, guys. Episode 2 of the Ask Brothers Rankcast coming right at you. Good night. <laughs>